Welcome to the Unlock Your Mind podcast, where traditional beliefs are challenged, fears are confronted, and dreams are brought back to life. I'm your host, Derek J. Love. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Unlock Your Mind podcast. Uh, For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Those of you who are repeat listeners, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you giving me a portion of your time. I don't take that for granted. So there's a lot going on in the world today. As it stands today, uh, the world is being impacted by the coronavirus. It's causing a global health crisis as well as an economic crisis that's going on right now. So the world is kind of on edge a little bit about this thing because they haven't quite found a way to contain it and it's spreading across the globe. So does that have an impact on your economics? Absolutely it does. How so? Well, great. I'm glad you asked. I was in the gym this morning and I saw the headlines of the stock market had plummeted over 4,000 points, which is below, you know, what it's been since 2008 when the housing crisis took place. And so the world is panicking. So I want to ask you, are you in position to take advantage of some of these opportunities? You can answer that. I'll wait. Now, if you said yes, congratulations. You're doing something right. If you said no, then this show is going to be for you. I have some great things I want to talk about today, and uh, I believe it's going to be an impactful show that's going to position you to win with your money. So I want to talk about the impact on the economics of an unpredicted event like a coronavirus or or some other thing. But first of all, I want to ask, did you have any influence on this? Because it's going to impact your economics one way or the other. But you had very little say-so in it. You had very little influence in its impact that it's going to have on the stocks. Is it going to impact housing? Maybe. Is it going to impact your employment? Maybe. If things start to get too close and they start shutting down tourist sites like they're doing over in in China and some other parts of the world, is that going to impact your economics? Could you could you sustain being unemployed or off work, unable to earn a living for a week, two weeks, a month? How long could you last before you ran out of money? Do you have that emergency fund that I talked about set up in place for Things like this, I think this will qualify as an emergency. So these are reasons why I tell you guys to to, to prioritize having an emergency fund for for times like this. But one of the other things that I want to talk about today is something that you can control. You can't control a virus that spreads globally. That's way beyond your control. You have very little influence, if any at all. You have no influence in that, right? What you can control is your debt. And so today I'm going to talk about debt and how we got into this mess of being in the debt in the first place. Why did we get into debt? Like, why? You ever thought about that? And why you went into debt? Well, duh, Derek, so I could bust it. Okay, I got you. I got you. And then, you know, lastly, we'll, we'll talk about some of the effects of being in debt or as I like to call it, bondage, a.k.a. slavery. So let's get right into it. 
why or how did we get into this mess? A couple ways. We were taught to get things that we wanted or had an appetite for or desire for that we did not have the resources immediately available to obtain to just go borrow the resources, go borrow the money. And we were manipulated strategically by um, the industries, by the government to a certain extent that we were we were fed um, and and we were catered to people learn to cater to our desires and our appetites, to our wants and not our needs. So when you appeal to my wants and my desires, but I don't have the resources for it. Well, hey, I, I, I can help you solve that problem. I'll finance it for you. That car, that 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 beautiful Mercedes Benz that you see on TV and you see in all the movies and the rap videos and you see your your, your boss driving one of those. I, yeah, you can you can have that, too. I'll, I'll finance it for you. It's going to cost you a little interest, you know, 14, 15 percent. But hey, don't don't worry about that. Just pay me back later. And so we 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 learn how to satisfy our desires or our appetites for the things that were out of reach because they made it available for us to to get it with easy money alone aka debt so it's it's almost like a drug addict fiending for his his or her drug of choice and you putting it on credit and you don't have to pay me right now would you do you think a dope dealer would do that would he take that deal Probably not. So, but but that that's how our culture, our society functions now. We we are seduced into purchasing things and acquiring things we don't have the resources for, because they made it available and say we'll finance it for you. Don't worry about it. Just just pay me later. Why? One might ask. I I work for myself, so I'm an independent real estate broker, financial coach. So I have a lot of time to kind of reflect and think about things. And I often ask, why, Derek, did you get caught up in that trap? When you ask that question, why, I talked about it in one of the other episodes, but when you ask that question, why, it automatically forces your brain to come up with an answer. And so my answer was not a pleasant answer, but my brain is designed to give me what I need, right? So when I ask the question, why did I go get into voluntary slavery by going in and getting into debt years ago, many years ago, I, I wanted something and I wanted to maintain an image. So in order for me to maintain this image or create this image of success, I, I went out and bought things that I didn't have the money or the discipline to save for. And so I went out and bought it on credit. And, you know, I also fell into the the, the trap of you got to have a good credit score. And so the only way to get a credit score is to go get it in debt. And so if you want to be able to buy stuff you can't afford, you got to have a good credit score. So that's what I was taught. That's what I did. I went, got a good credit score. And by getting a good credit score, I got into more debt. So I voluntarily subjected myself to slavery. 
This is February, Black History Month. I know it's a sensitive topic, but it's a reality. Many people were forced into slavery against their will, and they had to operate and function as a slave for hundreds of years by force, not by choice. Today, we have a new type of slavery. It's called debt. But we get to we get to choose. We voluntarily put ourselves into slavery because of the things and the appetites that we want. We see something, we can't wait, we're not focused or disciplined enough to save for it. But but wait, but Derek, what what about a, a car? What about it? Pay cash. But 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 what about a house? I mean, you expect me to buy a house with cash? People do it all the time. I don't know about in your city, but in my city in Houston, the first Tuesday of the month, they have a, a court sale and there are weird people down there with cash buying properties that are delinquent either in taxes or delinquent in a mortgage. And so people with cash money are down there buying those houses that somebody financed with a mortgage. Somebody took out debt for it and then someone else is going to buy it at a a third of the cost, half the cost, three quarters of the cost. Because they had cash available. So is it possible? Yeah. Is it normal? No. But being in debt is normal. So do you want to be normal? I don't. But that's that's a choice that you can make. I just I refuse to to live my life as a slave to Visa and MasterCard and Discover Card and 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 JP Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo and all these other lenders who, you know, with mortgages and like I'm I'm I, I just don't want to live that way. I want to be free, completely free in terms of financially. I don't want to have an obligation to anybody. So what are the effects of this? How does this affect you economically? Well, I used to be a police officer and I I used to take people to jail deservingly. And it was it was my job. But, you know, I didn't just go out and just find people to jack up and take to jail just because I was bored. Like if I took you to jail, you earned that trip. You violated somebody. And so you earned it. You earned that trip. Right. But in that process, I discovered that I had a lot of power over. The person that I was taking to jail, who was in my custody. When you're in my custody. You you have very little influence. Very little control over what happened to you. I have you in handcuffs. You're going to sit where I tell you to sit. You're going to walk where I tell you to walk. And from that point on, as long as you're in my custody, you're subjective to me. You have to do what I tell you to do. Now, again, I didn't violate anybody. You know, it wasn't personal. It was never personal. But the fact is, you're in my custody. I have total control over your life and what happens to you from the time I put you in the back of my car to the time I get you to the jail. And then in the jail, they have I transfer custody over to them. So if you imagine 
your life and your lenders as police. You are in handcuffs because you are in bondage. Handcuffs are symbolic of bondage. And if you, you know, just just you've seen some of the movies where, you know, the slaves were enchained. They were locked up. Right. So I want you to see that. Now, see yourself as in handcuffs, enchained, locked up with very limited movement. Why? Because you you have given lenders and creditors and student loan places, you have given them permission to put you in these handcuffs. So does that affect you? Absolutely. So now when you're in all this debt, and that's just the part of life, right? But what happens when opportunities come available? Like, like I mentioned, you know, right now the world is panicking and freaking out. The stock market, everything's on sale. Maybe the housing market will be next. I don't know. I hope not, but I don't know. Right now it's still pretty strong. But what happens when things go on sale? Are you in position to take advantage of those sales and, and buy when it's at a discount? Because I'm, I'm not a fan of the stocks like that, but I also I, I know that there's a pattern and, and we go through these cycles all the time. And normally every 10 years or so, there's some major financial correction where there's a cycle where it, it, it dips, but it'll come back. Why? Well, it's similar to how people generally can, you know, they'll get out of debt and they'll use this credit agency to, you know, wipe their debt clean or clean up their credit and all that stuff. Right. And then what happens is a year later, they're right back into debt or they, their credit is just as bad as it was before they got it cleaned up. Well, what happened? The behavior didn't change. They changed their strategy or their tactics short term, but their behaviors didn't change. And so what got them in the mess in the first place, they're going to do it again until their behavior changed. Well, it's the same with our economics, you know, just like with the housing crisis of 2007, eight, nine, what happened? What's happening now? The same thing that happened before free money is available. People are building like crazy people going on with their lives and their profits are soaring. Well, you know, that's that's just how life goes. And so we have to we can't fight it. That's just that's that's what it's going to be. But we have to work to get ourselves in a position to where we can take advantage of these opportunities when the when we go through these cycles. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. We want to be in position financially to where we can take advantage of it when 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 the market goes on sale or when the real estate market goes on sale and you can buy houses for cheap. We want to be able to take advantage of that. You can't do that when you're bogged down and you're tied up with a whole lot of debt. You just, you have too much of your money free or too much of your money tied up. And so you just, you're not able to take advantage of these opportunities. So one of the things that I, that debt does is it is a robber. Yeah, I said it. It's a robber. It robs you of opportunities. When you, need to take advantage of something, your debt is, is imagine your debt or Sally Mae or, or Ford Motor Credit or 
you pick one. It doesn't matter. MasterCard putting a gun up to your head and saying, give me your money. And that's what they're doing. And so those opportunities that you could have taken advantage of, you can't because you got to pay them back. So you've already committed that money to paying back some other creditor. So it, it'll rob you of that. And then it, it's a thief. It's stealing from your future because the money that you're making today is already spent because that money you have to now pay back towards something that you bought years ago that you may or may not even need. You know, we 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 buy stuff frequently just out of we're, we're consumers. Right. So we'll go buy stuff. And then how many of you got? I know people who have storage units that are just storing stuff that they've bought and they're paying a fee to hold stuff that they don't use anymore. It's, just, it's crazy. But that that's our culture. We're we're hyper consumers. So we we have bought things and we if if we need a car, here's another one that people do all the time. This is crazy. You know, I, I need a new car. What's wrong with the one you got? Well, the radio stopped working. Well, fix the radio. Nah, I just I'm just going to get rid of this thing. I'm going to just give me a new car. And so they still owe on this car. So now they they still got a balance, as they say, $10,000 on this car. But they're going to go and get them a new car. That's $20,000. So the dealer's going to give them seven for the old car plus 20 for the new car. So now they in the hole, three grand for the old car. So now they this new car that they just bought for $20,000, they owe $23,000 for it. And it's probably worth seventeen. You see how this spirals out of control? You see how we stay stuck in this debt forever, perpetually, indefinitely? Why? Because our behavior hadn't changed. We go and do this stuff, and then as long as we can squeeze it into our monthly payments, we're good. But what's happening is it's stealing from your future. You can't retire like you want to. You can't do some of the things and enjoy life the way you want to because Every dollar you're making today is going towards a dollar you've already spent years ago, months ago. So it, it it's stealing from your future, people. You can't save the way you want to save. You can't invest the way you want to invest because you've already committed that money. You committed future money to today's desires. And when you went and financed whatever you bought, this car, this house, this jewelry, these clothes, the dog, whatever you finance. You, you're committing future money to today's issues. And so it's it's stealing from your future and it's keeping you in this cycle of debt. It's keeping you in chains. It's keeping you a slave. I just I just I can't find any good usage of being a slave. Unless you're the owner. But that don't benefit the slave. So we want to be in position to where we're if 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 we switch roles, then that's a good thing. When you're the lender, okay, that's cool. But when you're the borrower, the slave, like why why subject why purposely go put yourself into that? So we don't we want to get out and stay out. I talk about it in my book. Unlock your mind, unlock your money. I, I I go through again the the dumb things that I did trying to build credit and going into debt and and just going about life thinking that was the way to go until I finally, you know, life happened and I could not sustain this monster that I'd created with all this debt. 
and I was forced to change my behaviors. And I, I haven't been back since. I'm, I'm, I am so committed to not being in debt. I, I avoid it like it's the coronavirus. Don't come around me with that. I, uh, you sneeze around me. <laughs> you too. I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm gone. Hey, man, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. So, again, I don't, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want you to be a slave. So, you know, again, guys, I want you to, this whole podcast was about you getting in position and, and changing your position from the borrower and ultimately to the lender where you can take advantage of opportunities as they present themselves. If you enjoyed this podcast and you say, hey, man, well, listen, I'm already, I have some debts and I feel overwhelmed. I'm not really sure even where to start. I've been there. I've cried many times trying to figure out how did I get myself in this mess and not having a clue to how to get out. And I talked to people and the most advice I got was, man, it's just you're going to always have a car payment. You're going to always have debt. It's just part of life. So just get over it. Well, I refuse. I don't accept that answer. That's a stupid answer. Yeah, I said it. That's stupid. And so if you were one of the ones who told me that advice, I'm not going to say you're stupid. I'm not going to say you're stupid because that would just be mean. So I'm not going to say that. But that was not good wisdom, not good financial advice. I am now a financial coach. So I help people make these kind of decisions and really take an assessment of where they are and, and strategically help to get out of debt so they can start building wealth for themselves instead of the banks and the lenders. So if you would like to get more information about, you know, a coaching session with me to try to sit down and, and strategically come up with a plan because everybody's finances are different, right? Everybody, a lot of people listen to this may not even be in debt. So that this is irrelevant for them for that aspect. But some people are, some people have debts and they just, they're like I was, didn't, didn't know where to start. Where do I go? Who do I talk to first? So that's what I'm here for. Um, as a financial coach, I'm, I, I kind of liken myself to a, a, a personal trainer in a gym. Like, you know, you if you have a goal to say you want to lose some weight, right? You can you go buy some 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 Billy Blank CDs or, or, or VHS. <laughs> they're probably not on CD. But you can go buy your like a home workout kind of thing. And you, you may get, you know, minimal results with that. Or you could step it up a notch and you can say, hey, no, I'm going to go to a gym. I'm going to get me a gym membership. And so you get your gym membership. You may get moderate results. You know, you'll go in there and you'll you'll actively burn some calories. But if you're really serious and really want to see results faster and more consistency, you get your trainer, a coach, because they're going to be the ones that's going to hold you accountable. They're going to be the ones that's going to say, hey, do it this way because this is what's going to get you the best results. They're going to be the ones to say, hey, don't eat this stuff because this is defeating the purpose. So don't do this. Don't consume this kind of food. Don't consume soda and all these starches and all this sugar. Like they're going to they're going to help you to achieve your goals because that's what you're paying them for. Well, that's what I do as a financial coach. I I sit down with people as a coach and I say, "Hey, well here what are you trying to accomplish?" And let's figure out a strategy to help you with your goals. Everyone's finances are different. They're kind of like fingerprints. They're, they're no two people have the same financial makeup. So I give you a customized plan based on your needs 
and what you're trying to accomplish, not a cookie-cutter approach that fits everybody. You're not everybody. You're unique. So if you'd like to take advantage of that, I'm available. You can give me a call at 832-721-2251. Or if you'd like to bring me out to do a presentation or speak at a school or a church or your business, or I have a whole series that I developed called Lunch Money, where I do like a lunch and learn type training for employees in the workplace. So if you'd like to hear that series and have me to come out, give me a call or you can shoot me an email. My email is Derek at DerekJLove.com. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K at DerekJLove.com. You can check out my website as well. It is simply www.DerekJLove.com. D-E-R-R-I-C-K-J-L-O-V-E.com. Well, listen, folks, I hope this podcast has unlocked your mind, given you the permission to challenge some of your fears, confront some of the traditional beliefs, and give you permission to dream again. Get those dreams off the island. You do not have to stay in this bondage. If you're in debt, you don't have to stay that way. There's room. There's a lot more room on on this side with me where you can enjoy life and and experience the freedom that being out of debt provides. I know we've covered a lot today, but next week, tune back in. I'm going to be talking about ways to get out of this bondage, also known as debt. So make sure you tune back in. Look for that next episode because I'm going to really give you some keys and strategies that's going to help you to get out of this mess quickly. All right. Until then. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Unlock Your Mind podcast. I hope you found some value in listening today. I pray you would share this episode. Share the love. Become a part of the Unlock Your Mind family. We're all in this together, changing the way we think so that we can change our financial future. If this episode challenged you or inspired you or made you want to do something different, I want to hear about it. You can email me. It's Derek at DerekJLove.com. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K at DerekJLove.com. Or if you want to do something a little quicker, leave me a voicemail. You can reach me at 832-721-2251. And remember, if you can unlock your mind, you can unlock your money. So start now. Start living the life you love and loving the life you live. Thank you for tuning in to the Unlock Your Mind podcast. Derek J. Love is a financial coach, a public speaker, author, and real estate broker. To bring Derek to speak at your function or corporate event, contact him at 832-721-2251. That's 832-721-2251. Also, follow Derek on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or on the website, DerekJLove.com.